You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Jeff Carr. I'm your host and super fan of the Cincinnati Reds, and I've turned my addiction into information for you. Each and every day, I'm going to bring you news, rumors, transactions, everything about the Cincinnati Reds. Thanks for joining me. Let's jump into today's episode. What's going on, Reds fans? Welcome in to the Locked On Reds podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. On today's episode, we're going to talk about some shortstop stuff. A lot of it has to do with some Locked On Reds line hashtag Jeff's junk mail stuff we're going to get into on this episode. Also want to kind of update you on some of the guys who have been talking on the Zooms, my impressions from what they've been saying, and where we are as spring training is underway in Goodyear, Arizona. The very first spring training game will be this Sunday at 3.05. The Reds and Indians will square off. No idea who's pitching. It's going to be a shorter game as well. There, there's uh, rules in place that the first, uh, I, I forget exactly how many, I think it's at least the first handful of spring training games will be shorter so as to accommodate the smaller than typical spring training roster sizes. Because, I mean, think about it. Normally, in the first couple of games of spring training, we're seeing Joe Schmo way down on the minor leagues list getting playing time. Those guys aren't in camp this year due to COVID restrictions and things like that. So it's going to be interesting to see. It's going to be really hard to evaluate what the team looks like, at least early on in spring training, which you're not really going to know much about anybody early on in spring training, except I I will say this, and this was my first impression. The first Zoom that I watched uh, a couple of days ago from the interviews and stuff was Jose De Leon, because I'm very intrigued by him. I'm very intrigued by Kyle Bodie saying that he's going to be the breakout, saying that he's going to be the next guy to wow Reds fans. And listening to his interview, this dude seems like a real cool cat. Like, he hasn't had that many major league appearances. He hasn't really, I mean, basically, the moniker is, you know, he's had a cup of coffee. That's pretty much where he is in his career. He's looking to stick with the major league ball club. And I think that he can. And a part of that has to do with confidence. And he touched on that in his interview. In fact, that was most of his message was that last year he didn't have full confidence in his elbow and his surgically repaired pitching elbow. And so he wasn't able to spin his slider. He wasn't able to provide the movement on his slider that he typically did. And that's his go-to strikeout pitch as a slider. And he got more confidence in that, especially during the winter months. Now, and, and I appreciated C. Trent for asking this, but he asked if Jose De Leon faced any major leaguers on any other Puerto Rican winter league teams, and he said he didn't think so. So there's at least a little caveat there, kind of pump the brakes a little bit. It's not as if it's going to translate one for one the uh, performance that he had in the winter league and it's not going to translate to regular season just as he did there. But the key here are, is twofold, the confidence and also the fact that he has continued to get work in. In fact, the last day that he pitched was January 21st, far and away 
the closest date that anybody in the Reds pitching staff has pitched. So he is already kind of coming into camp warm. And he, he mentioned that after the winter league, he didn't take any sort of break. He didn't like cool down or, or slow down his activity. So he's been continuing to throw. So his arm is warm. So they're going to lean on him pretty heavy, I think, early on. And hopefully his performance will warrant the amount of innings that he's going to get. I, I, I don't think that he's going to turn into a Nate Jones type, especially after Kyle Bodie singing his praises. And then another one that I saw, and before we jump into some Lockdown Redsline stuff, everybody's been talking about the Joey Votto one. That was amazing. I mean, I could listen to Joey Votto talk about baseball all day, every day, and twice on Sunday. He's still my favorite guy. I, I'm never... I'm not going to have another favorite player until he retires. I'm, I'm just resigning myself to that fact. And for everybody that wants to quote his RBIs and blah, 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 and yeah, whatever, you're not going to, you're just not going to get there with me. But Joey's was great. Hunter Green's Zoom, his interview, his chat was amazing. This dude sounds like a vet. He sounds like a dude who's been in the league for a while. He sounds like he's ready to be in the league. I know that that's kind of one of one of the smaller storylines, but a storyline for 2021 is, is will Hunter Green make the major leagues? And there's a lot of people that are saying, you know, probably not. You know, if you look at it, they probably want to give him a whole year of minor league pitching before they put the stress of major league pitching on him since he's been away from the mound in an actual competitive game environment for over a year and a half now. I think it's maybe over two years. But on the other end of the spectrum, if he's ready, he's ready. And he's touching 102. He's got a new arm slot, which is kind of one of the big things they're talking about this offseason in the spring training with Hunter Green, is that he's got a different arm slot that he's pitching from, but he's still hitting 102 on the radar gun with the fastball. And he mentioned that he spent his time in Prasco last year honing in his secondary pitches, getting more confidence in them, in the slider and the changeup and, and all the different things. So, And he said he's kind of got like a little bit of a cutter as well. So it's definitely going to be interesting to see him pitch this spring. I, I think we're going to see some innings out of him. And, and, and we got to pump the brakes. It's spring training, right? We're, we're going to see Hunter Green pitch, but there's going to be those people that see him strike out, you know, hopefully the first three batters that he faces in the first inning that he pitches, and they're like, all right, put him in the rotation now. And then there's also going to be those people that whenever he gives up a home run, they're like, ah, he ain't ready. He, he's a couple years away. Let's not overreact, huh? In fact, blanket statement right now, let's not overreact to spring training stuff. Let's just not do that this year. But with Hunter Green, I'm really excited to see where he can go because I think that he can go pretty far this year. I think we could see him in the major leagues in 2021. All right, coming up, I've, I've got some locked on Reds line stuff, some hashtag Jeff's junk mail, and a lot of thoughts about shortstop. And I'm not really going to be talking about Kyle Farmer. We're going to get into that here in just a minute. But first, we have got to talk about Built Bar. If you have not already taken advantage of this offer, the 20% off your next order offer when you enter the promo code locked on at builtbar.com, 
I don't know what you're waiting for. Built Bar is delicious. Built Bar is the healthy protein bar that's going to fit into any diet that you can think of. But when you take a bite of it, you're going to be like, this isn't health food. This is good snack food. This is very tasty. 100% real chocolate, 0% guilt. They've got all the amazing flavors when you look at Cherry Barcia. They've got coconut brownie chunk. They've got mint chocolate brownie, caramel brownie, which is an amazing flavor as well. I even just got a brand new box in, peanut butter crisp built bar. That flavor should be coming out soon, but they're doing all kinds of great stuff with Built Bar, and you've got to check them out because when it comes to snack food, nobody has better statistics. Some up to 17 grams of protein. You're not going to see more than four grams of fat. You're not going to see more than four grams of sugar. Check them out, BuiltBar.com. Enter the promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off your next order. It's snack food, and it's me. And you know I'm not going to steer wrong about snack food. Built Bar is amazing. Also, head on over to rockauto.com for all the parts that your car will ever need. Winter's coming to an end, but we're coming up to spring now. Maybe you need to change a tire or two. Maybe you need to change a brake caliper. Get that part from rockauto.com. With all the parts that your car will ever need. They've also got amazingly low prices. If you're going to go down to the store, then you're going to have to put on a mask. You're going to have to worry about social distancing and you're going to have to worry about markups. Rock Auto gets rid of all of that because when you order on their website, they're just going to deliver it right to your door. You can go to different store websites and they'll have it sent to the store and you still got to go pick it up. Rock Auto is going to deliver it right to your front step, whatever the part is that you need. And when you're checking out in the, how'd you hear about us section, Type in Locked On to let them know that your pal Jeff from the Locked On Reds podcast sent you. That's rockauto.com. And when you're checking out in the How'd You Hear About Us section, type in Locked On. Rock Auto has all the parts that your car will ever need. And before we jump into this Jeff's Junk Mail, the, the Locked On Podcast Network has just so many great podcasts for you to check out. And with February being Black History Month, the Locked On Podcast Network is honoring the challenges and successes of black men and women in sports with a new series called Locked On Presents More Than a Game. Right now, you can hear Candace Cooper of Locked On Tar Heels and Eric Erica Ayala of Locked On Women's Basketball discuss the opportunities and challenges that come with being a black woman in sports. Subscribe to the Locked On Presents podcast feed on the Radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, shortstop, shortstop, shortstop. The Reds didn't sign one. They didn't trade for one. So what are we looking at here? We're looking at Kyle Farmer, we're looking at Kyle Holder, we're looking at maybe running back Jose Garcia, we're maybe looking at D. Gordon, who hadn't played there in eight years. I don't know that any of those guys are the option. In fact, I'm pretty sure they're not. And when you saw that video, because some of you probably didn't see it, there was a video that was making its way around Twitter and social media just yesterday. And that was of Eugenio Suarez taking grounders at shortstop. Now, before you say, Jeff, he's a third baseman now. He's comfortable there. Have you seen what he looks like? When they say best shape of their life, Eugenio Suarez took that to another level. Dude has cut down. Dude looks like he should play shortstop. Physically, 
he looks like a guy who is going to be good in the field at shortstop. So if you're telling me that the best version of the Reds includes a shortstop of Kyle Farmer, Kyle Holder, Jose Garcia, or D Gordon, I raise you moving Gino to shortstop. I think that that is the way they ought to go. If not him, at least give Nick Senzel a look. But hear, hear me out on this. If you move Gino to short, which was where he began, though we all agree that the Reds kind of looked at that and said, okay, defensively you need to make some improvements, so maybe we'll move you to third base. Maybe he makes those improvements this year. And, and I got some more thoughts on that too. But, okay, so you move Gino to short. You move Moose to third, his natural position. You move Nick Senzel to second base, and then you don't have to worry about whether you're getting Jesse Winker, Nick Senzel, and Shogo in the lineup every single day because you can do it. The Reds should absolutely consider this because if you're telling me that one of the four guys that I've mentioned already constitutes part of the best version of the Reds, then I'm going to raise you one more. I think that the Reds should just look at their lineup and base it on hitting. We all know that hitting has to improve. They had one of the worst lineups ever in the history of the franchise based on batting average last season. Now their OPS shows that they were a little bit better in that area, but as far as batting average is concerned, woefully inadequate. They've got to get a lot better this year. And if they didn't go out and get a shortstop like they did, why not just put the best lineup together and worry about the defensive positioning later on? Plus, you've got Gino, you've got Senzel, and with Gino cutting down the way that he is, dare say he looks athletic enough to be all right at shortstop. I, I think that it makes total sense to go in with your best lineup possible and worry about defense later. They've pretty much already said that with Nick Castellano, or Nicholas Castellanos in right field, with Jesse Winker in left, with Moose at second, with Joey playing almost every day at first base. We saw what those guys were defensively. We know how they play defensively. Fundamentally, they're sound. Range-wise, not a lot there. So yeah, let's put Gino at short. Or let's try Senzel at short. Because you want to get... Jesse Winker and Shogo Akiyama in the lineup every day. And I'm pretty sure you want to get Nick Senzel in the lineup every day. So long as he's hundred percent healthy, you're not like forcing him to play through some sort of injury. And to do that, you can move some guys around. They've already said that they can do that with other guys. I don't know why this is so hard to understand or so hard to believe that the Reds could do with Gino. And just look at that. If you have not seen it, Look up the picture of Eugenio Suarez in the clubhouse. Dude looks like he really cut down. Looks like he got himself a nice diet plan during the offseason. Not that he needed to diet. I'm just saying. He, he, he lost weight. He got fit. He looks like he can kill it at the shortstop position. And this kind of flows into one of my first questions for Jeff's junk mail today. And that's from Kyle in Cincinnati. Kyle asked, brought the idea of giving Jonathan India a look at short to Doug and Chad a few weeks ago on the Red Leg Nation podcast. Shout out to Chad and Doug and Chris Garber and, and Bill Lack and Jason Linden and those guys over there love the Red Leg Nation podcast. But he said, brought that up to these guys. What are your thoughts? If I called the shots, I would be playing him at short in Louisville to start 2021 as he's pretty much blocked everywhere else in the majors. I agree. Why not? Now, it's not something that they've done a whole lot 
with the rest of his minor league career. So this might be another one of those scenarios, kind of kind of like we criticized them with switching up Nixon Zell to center field later on in his minor league development, and maybe that kind of threw him off a little bit. So I'd worry about that, but you're right. He's blocked everywhere else. Unless they go and they, they figure out a way to trade Moose at the deadline or something like that. But I, I would want to see how valuable he could be at shortstop. And I think that they could do that very easily. The only thing is, if he's playing shortstop in Louisville, where's Jose Garcia playing? I think that he, if they're going to start India at shortstop, probably start him at double A in Chattanooga. That way you can get Jose Garcia everyday reps at short in Louisville. But all in all, I like the idea of seeing what you got with Jonathan India because it's kind of to the point in his development, we've talked about this before, that this year is sort of a make-or-break year for him. He's, he's still on the top 10 list of prospects for the Reds organization and things like that, but he's kind of one of those guys that's teetering on the edge a little bit. Like, probably more a commentary on the depth in the Reds farm system than it is... Uh, saying how good Jonathan India is. He can change that. He can turn some heads with different performances this year, and hopefully he takes that step forward. But let's see what he's got. Put him in short. Let, let's see what happens. I, I am not opposed to that one bit. And I also wanted to give our buddy Risto a shout-out. I appreciate the text Risto talking about his thoughts on the poll that we had up at Locked On Reds on Twitter about David Bell. It was talking about, you know, do you feel positive? Do you feel negative? Do you feel neutral about David Bell heading into the final year of his contract? And Risto said this, in response to your poll concerning David Bell's contract, I'm neutral in my feelings at this point. For as long as there has been baseball, the manager's job security has been contingent on his team's winning record and winning seasons. And in modern times, postseason play as well. In Bell's case, I do feel like 2020 was a fluke season with extenuating circumstances. This season, he will have been placed in an even more untenable position by a cheap owner and not being given the talent necessary to win. To include not filling the shortstop position and letting both ace starting pitcher and relief pitchers go unsigned. So even with Bell's penchant for tinkering, he's been placed in a position of not being able to win games. For that reason, I see the team not performing well enough to advance in the postseason if they are even able to get there. So ownership and fan pressure will cause him to lose his job, even if undeservingly so. Risto, I appreciate that, man. Yeah, I'm a little bit – and it's not to say that I don't think he, he seems like a good guy. Like, I mean, he seems like a fine guy. But I agree, Risto. The deck sure seems stacked against him. And he, he's got he's to make some moves. And I think this is a move that he can make. The idea of moving Gino to short and moving some guys around, I think this is something he can do to really put the team in a position to win more games and to give himself another contract. But I am firmly in the camp that if the Reds give most of their playing time at shortstop to Kyle Farmer, Kyle Holder, Jose Garcia this year, or uh, D. Gordon, D. Strange Gordon, then I do not see any of them having success. Look, I'll eat, I'll eat crow if it happens. I'll eat crow if they come out and D. Gordon's like his 2017 self or Kyle Farmer has transformed himself into this amazing everyday player that can play shortstop. I'll eat crow if that happens. I really don't think it's going to. So put Gino there.
he he looks like he's ready to move to short. And we know what we got out of him in the batter's box. I don't think moving him to short's going to affect that one bit. So I, I think that this is just an uh, – I'm not going to say it's a no-brainer, but based on the situation that the front office has put David Bell in, if I were David Bell, I'd make this move. Obviously kind of see how he looks during the spring, but give him lots of time at short and spring change. We know how he looks at third base. You, know, you don't even need to play a lot at third base for us to know how he looks. Play him at short, a lot in spring, and let's see what we got because I think he could do it. All right, tomorrow on the podcast, we've got Doug Gray from Red Leg Nation and RedsMinorLeagues.com. We're going to be talking about the offseason. We're going to be talking about spring training. I think I might even ask him about this Geno take. That's all coming up tomorrow on the podcast. You're not going to want to miss that. The best way to not miss anything this spring training is to subscribe on whatever podcasting platform you're currently listening to, whether it be radio.com or other apps. You can also follow me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three Fs and follow the show at Locked On Reds. Also check out LockedOnReds.com, the blog, for even more content. And if you got a question, you got a comment, you got a reaction, hit, hit me up at 513-549-0159. But that'll be it for today's episode. Thanks so much for downloading and listening. I will talk to every single one of you tomorrow. Let's go, Rex. Hey.